Hey, Wes. Brian. Oh, good. We're both here. It's always nerve wracking, man. <laughs> we always have conversations before we hit the go live button, and then and then as soon as we hit the go live, something catastrophic happens, like without fail, um, major fail without fail. Um, but you're back. Yeah, you're well, home. I mean, everything's I, good, right? No more hotel Wi-Fi. That's that, that's right. No more hotel Wi-Fi. No more cheap, crappy Walmart laptop. Uh, we're at home with my uh, my standard recording equipment and ready to go. Excellent. Well, if you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here on PSVR Without Parole. We do it live on YouTube, 6 p.m. Eastern, for your viewing pleasure. We do it on YouTube live for your viewing pleasure, in case you didn't hear it the first time. If you want to hear it one more time, well, then maybe you want to hear it audio-style podcast services of your choice. That's right. We do it not live for your oral pleasure. My name is Brian Powell from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole, and this gentleman over here... Welcome back to Not the West Coast. Uh, you're, yeah, you're Eastern Seaboard. It's West Dillon for Virtual Strangers. What's up, Brian? Happy to be home, man. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, not on the lovely West Coast anymore. You know, you know, while I was there, um, it was uncharacteristically chilly for for what I would expect in the West Coast. Yeah. And I thought I was cold when I was there, but, but that was until I got home. And now I'm really cold, and I want to go back. <laughs> yeah, um, I, actually, uh, it was it was in Vegas, right? So that's that's pretty pretty far south. Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised, I guess, that it wasn't warmer. Um, it's a bright spot in the wasteland, man. That's the first thing you notice when you fly out on the plane. Yeah, it's like Las Vegas is this big, bright, shiny thing with neon lights, twenty four seven, and then you get a mile out of town, barren wasteland, just desert for miles. Man. Um. Yeah, I, I guess the only I guess the only thing comparable I've done is uh is yeah is actually totally irrelevant. Like not even worth bringing up. It's like I was going to waste everyone's time with talking about like travels. It's like let's not do that, man. Let's not do that because I'd much rather talk about Wes. Um, that you're back home. Uh, you you have successfully uh, completed CES, your first big game convention. Uh, and and you didn't get. The pox packs, the pax pox, or the uh, or whatever plague uh, that you usually bring home from uh, conventions like this. You, you feeling okay? Like up to speed? Doing great, man. You know, uh, everything just kind of worked out perfectly. I was uh, kind of blessed to get COVID right before I left. <laughs> so I so I'm rolling up in Vegas with three hundred thousand people, mask off, you know, touching the guardrail and licking my hands, no problem whatsoever. I'm surprised you touched the guardrail. I, I would just figure you'd lick the whole thing on the way down. <laughs> I licked a lot of things when I was in Vegas, Brian. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Also, good to hear that your wife was with you. Just to make sure you didn't lick too much stuff inappropriately. Uh, we got a few tips just to get the show started. Uh, first one comes to us from the Beersties Cavern, uh, Beersties Game Cats Cavern. Uh, I don't know if that's proper English, but we don't really pay much attention about that around here. Canadian $2.79 says, what's up, Game Cats? That's Hugo, our good friend, uh, I believe in Cal uh, Canada. Um, he's got a, he's got, got a little game kitten on the way, recently engaged. 
Things seem like they're going well for Hugo. Congratulations again, sir. Uh, we've also got Bell Ramio, the game cap, the 12 euros, says, Wes, did you see a magic show or another show? If not, go back. Yeah, we, I didn't see any shows, to be quite honest. I, I had, we did go in early. You know, I went in a couple of days early uh, so that we could uh, spend a little time with the wives, you know, see Vegas a little bit. Yeah. But we didn't go see any kind of entertainment like that, man. We basically stuck to casinos and, and uh, restaurants and bars. And typically what would happen is uh, we'd go out with the wives early in the afternoon to do something trivial, like print out RCES badge or something. Uh, we, we'd end up gravitating toward the casino. We'll get hungry. We'll hit a restaurant. And then by the time the early evening rolls around, uh, our different, you know, VR friends would start kind of migrating into us and our group would just start growing and growing and growing. <laughs> and then uh, before you know it, it's after midnight and um, time to go home. That happens, Ben. Uh, the banner PSVR with the $2 tip says, in here, like we left something. Welcome back, the banner. Don't worry, you didn't leave anything. If you did, check the lost and found. Uh, unless it was real shiny, it's probably still there. Bell Ramy, the game cat with the six euros, says, Guys, we need more tip train tips to annoy Brian uh, and subscribers. Uh, not going to annoy this, you know, I talked to Wes before the show. We're like, we're going to have a nice laid back show today. We're going to like just kind of put our feet up, uh, you know, talk about a few a uh, few topics and uh and, but but take it easy man you know take it easy we're just we get we get shit to do um we get shit to do but uh, uh, but we also don't have shit to do doozy cat in the chat says when is virtual strangers back Wes, what's happening over at virtual strangers i know you got a lot going on over there you you are hard at work as we speak you're editing right now while in the that, while you're you know co-hosting the show uh what's going on over there you got big plans yeah, man, we're we're scrambling trying to get uh, the 2022 show together, which should have obviously aired last week, uh, you know, if, if history sets any kind of precedent. But obviously, everything got shifted a week due to uh, the, this whole CES thing and all the preparation for it. So I'm scrambling, man, trying to make a, trying to make a show out of a, a bunch of award winners, which we have selected the winners uh, at now. We met with the patrons before Vegas to, to get all that under our belt and, uh, and giveaway keys, which we have uh, a sizable bank of giveaway keys. Everything that we're giving away this year is um, relevant. So it's stuff that either came out in the last year or uh, stuff that has had heavy support over last year. Everything we're giving away has been nominated for something this year. Um, we got a couple of prize packages we're giving away. And for you uh, game cats out there, I haven't forgotten you. And I know PSVR's had a slow year, and nobody really wants. Well, most people aren't really looking for any more PSVR one game keys because we all have the whole catalog right now, anyway. So we're going to give away a couple of uh, just you know twenty dollars, uh, twenty dollars on the PSN store, oh, so nice. people can get their PSVR two library kickstarted. Anyway, we, we've got a list of prizes, we've got a list of award winners, we've got a list of special guests. And I'm now in the process of trying to turn all that into a show. And hopefully uh, the plan is to uh, to go live with it uh, noon on Sunday. Um, now, again, I don't I, I don't eliminate the possibility that I might fail at this and we might have to push it back a day or two. But the plan right now <laughs> is to go at noon on Sunday and uh, go all day. So uh, hopefully we'll see all of you there. 
for anyone not familiar with the Virtual Strangers annual uh, yearly recap, uh, Wes is going to start noon on Sunday and end sometime around midnight Tuesday. <laughs> this right. is probably the longest stream you'll ever watch. I was going to say on YouTube, but really just in your entire life. Like, very unlikely you'll watch anything last longer year, than this. Last year, we learned that there is a max to the uh, amount of time that YouTube will archive no way. your live stream. Yeah, yeah, you can't go past 12 hours. And the reason I know this is because we went 14 last <laughs> year, 14 hours. We're not doing 14 this year, by the way. I I'm aiming to get it between six and eight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, we last year, uh, we went 14 hours. When we watched the replay back, we realized that it was just 12. And YouTube doesn't cut the front end of the show off. They cut the back end of the show off. So game of the year in all the different platforms, all the big awards, all the big giveaways, gone forever. Can't retrieve it. So what we ended up having to do is a couple of days later on the, on our Wednesday show, recap the last two hours of the 2022 show again and do it all over again God. so that everyone could see who won the, uh, the awards and uh, the giveaways. That's devotion, you guys. That's devotion. I would have said, fuck it, we did it, man. If you weren't here, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, guys, if you're not already a member or if you're not a subscriber of Virtual Strangers, make sure you click the link in the description below. We make it nice and easy for you. It's right there. Just click the description. Boom. Right there. Click Virtual Strangers, man. And then you can go over there, click the subscribe button, hit that notification bell so that when they go live on Sunday, you will know about it. Uh, we got Bell Ramy, the Game Cat, with the... Uh, Buck and a half uh, euros. That's not how you say that. It wouldn't be buck. It would be euro and a half. I And it was a pile of poop emoji with a face. That, that's how it was described when I copied and pasted it. A pile of poop with a face. Thank you very much. I don't know what it was in reference to. Looper the Underground Game Cat with the two euros says, I took a month off following the PSVR 2 release. I'm going to need a month off after the PSVR 2 release, I think. Um, I'm probably going to work harder during... Uh, release month than I've ever worked in my entire life. Uh, no complaints, though. It's one of the things I'm most excited for in life. So um, it's going to be good. Uh, we got a two-parter from Ike. Uh, the first part says, uh, with $5 tips, says, part one, this is a tip I accidentally retracted last Friday. Oh, I remember that. Uh, it says, getting friends and family into VR. My wife has pretty much never liked video games. That was part one. Part two is, uh, she likes a few titles every now and then, typically casual stuff like Mario Party, Overcooked, and Bejeweled. Oh, I didn't wait until the third part. Here it is. <laughs> they, I'm glad I'm glad Ike's on top of shit because, like, if he could have waited 20 minutes to send that, and I just we just had to had to have remembered what he was talking about. Uh, so, so uh, with ten dollar tip, he says part three. Uh, I got a PSVR a few years ago, and she loved it. Now with PSVR 2, should I try to play the first Horizon with her? Now with PSVR 2, should I try to play the first Horizon with her, or just throw her fresh in the call of the mountain? What do you think, Wes? I, I think um, I think that you, you can. You could do that. I mean, um, from what I understand, the uh, the story and the characters in uh in call of the mountain are unique to the to the game so you don't have to play the the earlier horizon titles to kind of uh enjoy this one but i mean obviously it'd be a great way to introduce her to the world 
and the lore. It really just depends on how much time you guys have for gaming because these are sizable games, these flat horizon titles. And uh, how, how many days do we have left now, Brian, before we get our headsets? Not very long, is it? Uh, let's see. 41 days, 5 hours, 45 minutes, and 50 seconds. If if it arrives at midnight, <laughs> which I don't think so, it's going so to. So the question is, is can you play one to one and a half hours every day on average until uh, launch? Because that's pretty much what it's going to take to uh, get through either of those original titles. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. It's like if I mean, I, I, I really do love uh, story driven, you know, narrative driven, I guess I should say, uh, you know, action adventure games. I love exploration. I love, you know, especially the combat in Horizon. It was so different. Um but honestly, like, I, I don't, I don't really see a reason. Like, like what I said, it's a different character. You probably encounter some of the same characters. We know that at some point you will meet up with Aloy. Maybe, it, maybe she'll just be making a cameo, though. We don't know if we're actually be spending a whole lot of time with her, teaming up with her, uh, fighting machines with her. We don't know. Um, honestly, I, I think there's going to be so much to play on PSVR two. Uh, and if and if these kind of games haven't been your wife's forte so far, I don't see. Her changing her mind with Horizon. I thought Horizon was great at what it did, but I don't think it was anything revolutionary, right? Nothing that's going to like make people go, "Oh, I didn't like these kind of games before." But I, I do think that PlayStation VR two, that game, could very well make make somebody go, "Oh, I didn't like these kind of games before, but I do love this." Um, so I, I, w- I would say it could actually be a bad thing if you try to throw it into Horizon and then she doesn't like it and then she's less excited about Call of the Mountain. But that's just me. Yeah, and, and you. You know, on a side note, uh, really cool to see someone out there that really shares our story. My wife also was not uh, a gamer. I mean, obviously, she played when she was a kid like everyone else did. But, uh, I mean, it had been decades since she played video games regularly when PSVR released. And that was, uh, you know, a big shift for her, just like it was all the all of the rest of us. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to see with her because she put on PSVR and she loved it immediately. Uh, for five minutes, and then she vomited everywhere. And that's the way it was for weeks. But she loved it so much, she endured through that. And now, I mean, she plays VR as much as I do, literally. So, uh, yeah, it's cool to see that there's someone else out there that kind of shares our story. Nice. Uh, I actually see some conflicting uh, thoughts in the uh, in the chat here. Uh, Bart Cunningham says Call of the Mountain is placed between the other two in the in the timeline. Uh, so that's a good point. Like, don't forget that uh, Call of the Mountain is you know it's not like Horizon Three or anything. It's Horizon like one point five more than anything else. Um, Nick Mulo says Zero Dawn stories way better, and Call of the Mountain happens right after, so you might just need those story beats. Um, and then Super Sick Media says, just play Forbidden West and watch a recap for Zero Dawn. Uh, I might say just just watch the recap for Zero Dawn. Like, just do that, and then you might be okay, um, which is kind of what I'm going to do. I, I only uh, admittedly played the first half of Horizon uh, for uh, Zero Dawn, and then, then Wind Waker came out. And I fucking jumped ship and played Wind Waker for, like, 100 hours. Um, and, and I never went back to Horizon. Uh and also, like I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy passionate about it either. I wasn't like, oh my god, I love this! I can't wait to see what happens and blah blah blah. And Michelle was actually like ahead of me, and uh, and I was like, and, and I had some awesome ideas about what ha- might happen in the story. And I was like, Michelle, I'll keep playing if this happens in the story. Does it happen? And she goes, No, that's no, we're, no, you're absolutely way off. And I was like, Oh, then I don't care, and I stopped playing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, so 
I'm not I'm not going to be brand new to the world of Horizon. I've got a pretty good idea of what happened in the first game, uh, but I might I might just watch a recap to make sure that I'm all caught up before I start uh, Call of the Mountain. So. I'll probably do the same. I've got a few hours in the game. Uh, I checked out uh, I checked it out a little bit when the Luke Ross uh, PCBR mod came out, uh, but it wasn't the best mod. It wasn't like super comfortable to play. So after a few hours, I was just kind of done with it and uh, on to the next. Anakin says, you mean Breath of the Wild, Brian? What did I say? Zelda. Did I say Call of the Wild? What did I say? I, who the fuck knows? All these game names sound the same. I thought you said, uh, I think you said Wind Waker. Did I maybe. say fucking Wind I Waker? Know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. maybe Great. You know, my brain's not working real well, so maybe you didn't. Well, that's that sounds like something I would say. I did love Wind Waker. That was one of my favorite Zelda games ever, but maybe a conversation uh, different time. Yes, Nick, this conversation's hurting you. It's all right. We can't all be you. Um, Looper the Underground Game Cat with the two euros says, "I'd say just jump into Forbidden West." We all have different opinions. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> let it, let us know what you end up deciding. Ike. I'm very curious. Uh, Wes, uh, anything about CES that you that you didn't uh, that that hadn't happened yet? Anything you hadn't imparted last week when when we talked to you live from your hotel room? Uh, anything you want to get us caught up? Well, I'm pl- I'm playing your footage here. Uh, this is this is the social screen of you playing uh, Horizon. Wind Waker, uh, whatever the fuck it's called. I, I've got too, too many different game names in my head right now. Horizon Call of the Mountain. This is you playing it. Um, but, but, we, but, but now that you're back home, uh, do you have anything to add to your uh, impressions of CES 2023? Uh, well, I mean, with regards to PSVR 2, uh, we are hitting different nuances here and there. You know, people asking questions in the Discord, people asking questions on Twitter. Uh, a lot of rehashing, obviously, of, of what we talked about last week. Mm. Um, uh, and, I, and I think we're going to hit on a couple more topics as we get into the viewer takeover questions. But with regards to, like, PSVR 2, uh, I mean, really, no. I mean, we pretty much were, were pretty thorough about my impressions. I was super blown away by it, and uh, I, I can't wait. My, my enthusiasm has not been dampered. Uh, the least. Although I will add one thing. I will add one thing. Yeah. We did talk a little bit about uh, some of the setup issues that they had going on in the booth last week that was causing uh, maybe some tracking issues. And I wasn't really worried about it because, again, we've talked to people that have demoed it elsewhere. They said they had no issues. So I, I typically took Sony at their their word when they said it's a it's a issue to, of it's an environmental issue here. It won't be like this when yeah. you get at home. Uh, in subsequent days after we went live last week, I demoed a number of VR headsets, many of which uh, had inside-out tracking that uh, works very similarly to the tracking on PSVR 2. And I encountered the same issue on many different devices that PSVR 2 was having in their booth. And everyone had the same uh, reasoning for it, which was that the uh, the Wi-Fi, the, the ungodly Wi-Fi in this gigantic place... <laughs> was interfering with the uh, communications between the controllers and the uh, the CPU. So, um, yeah, n- just a little an- anecdote there and further reason for people to kind of put this to rest. Uh, PSVR 2's tracking is is great, and uh, and it's going to be great when everyone gets their systems in a few weeks. Well, Wes, uh, the, the new thing that everybody's talking about today um, is uh, is losing tracking when you pull back on the bow. Uh, in, in Horizon because it's out of view of the the camera on the PSVR 2 headset. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and I'd like to know 
what happens in, in the proper environment, if that really is out of view of the camera, uh, if that's because, I mean, bows and arrows, man, are something that we absolutely, shooting bows and arrows, shooting bows is something we've done since like fucking the very, very beginning of PSVR 1 and, of course, prior to that on other headsets. And so you would think that in R&D, Sony would be testing these things out, like how far back did the camera need to go? How far back can it see? And so I'd be so shocked to find out that just doing something like this would cause you to lose tracking back here. Um, did, did Were you able to, to see that or were your problems kind of like too big to, to know whether that's an issue or not? Well, um, this is something that I actually did have an issue with, uh, but it took me about five minutes to get used to it. What, what the problem is is that the, the, the draw distance on the bow is longer than my wingspan. Okay. So when you draw the bow back to its maximum distance, you'll hear a click. And when, when you're doing that, you're right. The, the controller is all the way back here. And if you hold it there, you know, it, it'll track there for a minute. But once you get out of the view of the camera, now you're in the, the realm of algorithms trying to, trying to keep track of a controller it can't see. Uh, so, yeah, if you hold it back there for a minute, you, you do lose tracking. But... I mean, it's a pretty simple fix. The, the The fix is you don't draw the bow all the way back. You draw it, draw it naturally. Don't draw it till it clicks. Just draw it how it feels natural. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, everything works perfectly. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's always, there's always a there's always a. You'd like to be able to just do things the way they feel, the, the way they feel right, right, and, and not have to think about it. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm absolutely blown away that something so simple as just fucking drawing, like pulling a bow back. Playing a, I can't speak today. You would think that that would have been something they thought about and been like, well, we need to make sure that the camera view can see all the way around here. Because it does seem like they are very front focused, um, despite the fact that the cameras themselves are very large and probably have a wider field of view than most cameras on, on a lot of different headsets. They still seem like they're very forward facing. And so it was like, how did they not know that wasn't going to be a problem? Uh, so I can't, I can't wait yeah. to get it in my own hands and like test it out for myself, really put it through its paces. My impression here is that this is more of a software thing than a hardware thing. Typically, when you play a bow game, or most of the bow games that I've played, the thing, you know, the bow will automatically max out when you get close to your headset. So you don't have this kind of uh, dead area over here that you're playing in. Uh, It just seems like it works a little differently in in Horizon, where there's a fixed draw distance, but you don't have to pull the bow all the way back to get maximum power you know they, they let you put it where you want but there is a max to that and that's when you hear that click uh but you know it, whatever your your natural draw distance is uh i can attest for to the fact that you can shoot the, the bow a long way so you you don't have to pull it back all the way to get a full power shot in it's just a little it just works a little bit differently yeah. and again it takes about five minutes to get used to and then you don't even think about it anymore Good. Uh, and with games like you know Iron Man, like managing to uh, from a from a software side of things, like, kind of make up for some of the the moves, inabilities to be tracked in certain places, like when it's behind you being included by your body, uh, they were able to make great use of the moves and, and, and handle these things. So I, I think that, you know, if there is any issue with Horizon, like, you know, that these are something that can be updated with, like, even patches where, like, from a software point of view, they can be like, well, if your hand does disappear from tracking, we know where it is. Like, we don't need it to lose tracking. Like, we know where your hand is. We can we can estimate roughly where it is. Um, so 
I, I'd actually be curious to find out if this is the final build, like uh, if the demo you're playing is like, if this is it, man, like if this is like the exact thing that we're going to be playing when, when it gets in our hands, like, or if there've been any like last minute sort of patches and improvements. Be curious to know. I, I would imagine that, uh, that, that there will be another build because honestly, the, uh, the thing that I played was like a collection of horizon demos. Like right. if you look at the title screen, there was uh, I'm not sure if you could, if I could have played through the entire game, maybe it was in there. Maybe it wasn't. I didn't see what all the choices were, but there were various demos on the title screen uh, for the uh, people to choose from. And then, you know, obviously Steve made me uh, pick one and not let me play any of the others. Yeah. Steve. Uh, we did get a pretty good view of Steve in some of the, in some of the videos you sent me. I don't think I included those yeah. in here though. Um, okay have my space back please you're gonna just sit there that's fine we can share it um no i, I guess i should have worded my, i guess i should have worded my my statement differently like the parts that you played if they're if they're complete like if if we're gonna if the parts you played through the different sections in the demo if they are exactly the same uh as the final build that we're gonna get uh we had a few more tips to get caught up here and then we'll get the show moving we got roadie the game cat with the five dollar tips as penance for continually posting comments in the news channel and driving nick up the wall i hang my head in shame we have so many weird rules on the discord that like, you know, it's, uh, it's, we, we don't take it seriously. We, we, we make sure that, you know, we're not, we're not going to ban you for, for, for commenting in the news channel already. If you do it again, we might. The Bears Tease the Game Cats Cavern with the Canadian three, uh, Canadian $3 says, I can't wait for Star Wars. Did you play Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Wes? I played it on Quest. Yeah. Uh, I played all the way through it, in fact. And, um, it's pretty solid, man. Uh, you know, it's not like super intensive or deep with regards to the gameplay loop. But if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a high production value Star Wars experience that's more of a game than the original Vader Immortal was. It's it's longer. There's more to it. Uh, so, yeah, it's enjoyable. Uh, it's good to hear. I've heard, I've heard multiple things from multiple people, obviously. Um, you know, some people saying it's like infinitely worse than vader immortal and some people saying it's on par and then you know uh so that'll be an interesting one to check out richard austin with the two quid says playstation plus saints and sinners free upgrade or only if bought did 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 saints did saints and sinners announce something about their upgrade plans i don't think they did uh so not to my knowledge no yeah so richard unless uh unless skydance uh, has announced something that that we missed. Um, so far, they haven't announced that Saints and Sinners will be a free upgrade. Period. So we we didn't. So once, well, let's get that out of the way first. Um, but but pretty certain that if it is a free upgrade, if you got it for free on PlayStation Plus, then you're getting the PlayStation VR two version. Uh, that that shouldn't make a difference. So far, I don't think that's made a difference on any game, right? Right. Right. Uh, Man Bear Pig Came Cat. He does exist with a $2 tip. Says, Wes, is there a, a PSVR 2 dashboard or a new menu layout? Um, you weren't able to quit the game or anything and, and see that. You weren't able to see like a PSVR 2 UI or anything. Right. So, uh, we, we did play a little bit in those spaces as we were doing setup, and everything seemed pretty, uh, pretty standard PS5 card system type thing to me. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, this isn't that's not, this isn't the place where they'd be revealing something like that. Like the people trying PSVR two and demo kiosks wouldn't be where they're revealing a UI. Um, so I, I feel like if there is something to reveal, 
then they'll have a, they'll have an event for that. Uh, and then we got Bellarmine the GameCat. Sorry, my bad. No, I was just uh, going to add that I think if if that's something, it'll probably be something they add in a little later down the road. I'm I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the re- PlayStation Home revival, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, then we got Bellarmine with the GameCat with the two and a half euro. Says, will they add free locomotion in combat if I bribe them? Uh, doubtful, man. Very doubtful. I mean, I guess it depends how big the bribe is, right? I have no idea how much you're, you're willing to offer. I, I don't. I, I don't want to be the middleman in this. So you you email them and let us know what happens. Yep. No, I'm just hopeful that they add stick strafing. I, I'm okay with the the kind of on rails uh, thing that they've got going on there. That that wasn't super jarring to me, but uh, having to grab and pull my way through the world was not cool. Yeah, can imagine. Uh, and uh, you, you said Steve didn't let you change your settings. Like you couldn't go smooth turning. You couldn't turn off blinders. Um, so does that mean you had to walk by swinging your arms? That's right. I had to swing my, I had to hold the X button and swing my arms everywhere I went. If you need to take a quick step back, you can kind of push yourself back a little bit. Uh, I mean, I got used to it. It wasn't like a super big damper on the game or anything, but, uh, Obviously, it would have been uh, much more preferable if I could have turned the vignettes off, if I could have turned smooth turns on and had stick locomotion, it would have been way better. I'm, I'm wondering I'm wondering if the, the whole Gorn walking thing like that, that option being on, if like once that gets turned off just to use analog sticks, will you also be able to use analog sticks and to, to dodge? Um, like, is that all part of the same system? I mean, I'd, I'd kind of assume so, really. I'd hope so. I'd hope so too, because I would turn that shit off immediately. So, well, I mean, it's this question of you know, it's a fairly linear game. Uh, you'll you'll find yourself on a narrow path that occasionally will open up to a wider area to explore. Uh, but there's lots of level geometry and stuff that you can get caught on, and if you don't have precise control of your movement, stuff like that can be frustrating, especially if you're a player like me who examines and explores everything. So I found myself a few times like getting caught behind invisible walls or, or you know, stuck behind a rock on the ground, that sort of thing, uh, on the fringes of the map, uh, which, again, would have been easily avoidable if I just had a stick and could back out. You know? Right. Um, guys, uh, if, if you're not already members of our of our discord server make sure you click the link in the description and join us there uh we do we do multiplayer meetups every single sunday professor will takes care of that there's always votes happening to decide what games you're going to play um always good to dust off some dust the blow off of some of those old games and uh and get to get into multiplayer with uh with some people um but so that's just one of the many reasons to join another one of the many reasons to join are uh is because we have a viewer takeover channel there and that's a place to leave your questions for shows like this uh and uh you know on a nice slow news day we get to we get to throw your question into our run of show just like we did with josh 76 or it's hashtag viewer takeover specifically directed toward west uh what was the general consensus about psvr2 at ces did you hear any negatives about psvr2 and what was the most impressive thing you saw at ces uh, it was uh, pretty unanimous. Everyone blown away by PSVR 2. It really is <clears throat> living up to the hype that was set a few months back with the with the media event. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not perfect, but what what is? Uh, I've heard a, a few people, you know, point out things like chromatic aberration, mostly software related stuff, 
that uh, th that will probably not even be a, a factor by the time the uh, the headset comes out. But no, it was unanimous. Everyone that I talked to that played it absolutely loved it, and uh, everyone believes that it's going to be a game changer for uh, <clears throat> the VR landscape in general. Nice. Did you have a, Did you have a favorite thing you saw at CES? Uh, like, oh man, I I saw so many uh, so many awesome things, and you know what really surprised me was the uh, the HTC Vive uh, standalone that's getting ready to come out in a few months. HTC Vive Elite XR, I think it's called. It's eleven hundred dollar standalone headset uh, that's super lightweight. Um, it's kind of on par with like the Quest Pro. Yeah. Uh, but it but it's better than a Quest Pro. It works better. The mix the mixed reality works better. Um, and what really impressed me about it was the uh, the games that I got to demo on it. Like I demoed Hubris on it. I demoed Kayak VR on it. Some of the more graphically intensive PC VR games, and they were just a, a tiny step down from the quality huh. that uh, that they were on PC. So I, I was actually you know, as someone who's been heavily critical of HTC for many years now, I was actually very surprised to see what kind of uh, offering that they're putting forth this year. It's really, uh, it was really impressive. Side topic: What do you think the uh, the viability of of an eleven hundred dollar headset, standalone headset, is? I mean, you know, people could point to PlayStation VR two and PS five and say, well, when you add it all up, it's almost eleven hundred dollars, right? But then at least you have a PlayStation 5 and a PSVR 2, right? Um, and so you're pretty much set for gaming for the next, you know, six or seven years, whether it's VR or flat screen. When, when you just have a standalone headset um, for $1,100, do you, do you think that's viable? Do you think that's where the market's heading? I, I think there'll be a market for it. I don't think it's going to dominate the market like, a, say, a Quest would with its, you know, affordable price. I think Quest, Quest 3 will destroy it when it comes out next year. Uh, but there will be a market, and the reason why, uh, not only is it high-quality standalone, so everyone that that tries this thing out and has a Quest Pro is going to send their Quest Pro back and get this for $400 less. Now, admittedly, about 10 people bought Quest Pro, so that's not, not a big deal. What is a big deal is the way this thing is modular. So, mm -hmm. like, the, the way it, it works, the reason it's so lightweight is the battery is in the back of the strap, but if you want to use this thing as a PC VR headset, you can take the entire back of the strap off and have PC VR glasses. So um, super lightweight, super comfortable PC VR option. And I think that that's where they're going to find their groove at is with the, uh, the PC crowd. Nice. All right, man, we got like three more tips and we'll get back to some questions here. Uh, the cats are keeping us on our toes today. The Fenner PSVR with the $2 tip says, shout out to Steve for taking his job too seriously yeah shout out to steve <laughs> so we should do Steve's a company man right uh and i don't know if steve knows he's famous in our community uh but no one tell him because he's not famous for the right reasons uh red rover <laughs> the effing game cat with the five dollar tip said i have to i have to pull myself through the world every time my wife makes me go for a walk i absolutely don't want to do that in a video game <laughs> nice yeah i understood Joe Grover, how's it going, man? Good to see your name around here. Joey VR with $5 tip says, anyone have any knowledge of Creed VR or Hotel R&R coming to PSVR 2 as an upgrade? I want to punch it. It's like three little poop emojis. I haven't heard anything from uh, from Servios or Wolfenwood about either of those games. Uh, the, the thing is, is 
you know, I, I know I've probably said this a million times, but it's worth repeating uh, in, in this context. Servios obviously has PSVR 2 games development, so does Wolfenwood. Uh, but these games might not make it out for launch, right? Uh, and, uh, and with all the new people getting into VR, for all the people who skipped Quest, PSVR 1, PC VR, these games are going to be brand new to them, right? And to, so to be able to sell Creed VR or Hotel R&R or Battle Wake or Raw Data, right? You'd be out of your mind not to be making PSVR 2 remasters of these games. Each of the remasters is only taking a couple months, right? Whereas like a new game is going to take you a couple years uh, to make. Uh, and so, and you and you could definitely outsource that as well. Uh, there's plenty of studios out there who are more than capable of porting your PSVR 1 game to PSVR 2 uh, and hopefully adding some upgrades. So, no knowledge, Joey VR, but common sense dictates that at some point, I think we'll see most of these games. Agreed. Uh, and I think that brings us to uh, to Sniper Jones over on on discord he writes hashtag viewer takeover the psvr1 launch window lineup wasn't posted on the playstation blog until a week before launch do you think we'll have to wait that close to the launch of psvr2 for the complete list it's a good question i i did, actually i didn't go back and and and, and check this out uh, so to find out that there's that that's how long it took us to find out what the launch lineup would be on psvr1 or the complete launch lineup um i, I wonder if they're just going to do the exact same thing this time around we, have, we know so many. How many more do you think we could possibly learn about, Wes? Yeah, did, did they reveal anything new? I would be curious to know, did they reveal anything new during that blog post, or was it all stuff that we already knew about? Uh, because I do I do expect that we will get some kind of blog post late in the game like that. Uh, and for what it's worth, uh, uh, one of the leak sites last week said that there's going to be, I think, two state of plays between now and the launch of PSVR 2, so maybe they'll even do a state of play uh, revolving around it. Uh, but I'm not sure how many more surprises we have between now and then. I think that that's probably going to be more of a, a summary type thing. But, you know, we, we might get some more ports or something like that, but I don't think we're going to get, like, another big AAA banger for launch or anything. Uh, we actually didn't, we haven't had a chance to check in with you since, uh, since Gran Turismo was was revealed as a launch title. Um, do you have any interest in that? Are you a Sim Racer fan? Would you be getting into something like Gran Turismo just because it's on uh, PSVR 2? I've already ordered it from Gamefly, actually, and uh, it'll be here this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, already, I already have the Sim Racing setup over there. I bought the, the uh, I think it's the G29, Logitech G29 setup mm -hmm. probably a year, year and a half ago. I used it for a week. It's been collecting <laughs> dust ever since. Um, so yeah, I look forward to having, um, a, a big triple A title like this to kind of get me back into it and, uh, justify the, uh, the $250 or whatever I spent on that whole setup over there. So, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in Gran Turismo probably within uh, seven to 10 days, uh, depending on how my schedule is, uh, playing flat like you guys and, uh, trying to get my licenses. Yeah. So it, for me, it was it was it was so reassuring. You know, obviously we're disappointed with what happened uh, at CES at the at the at the show. And when it came to PSVR two, with, with with we already talked about it being half of the thumbnail and the little you know advertisements everywhere all around CES, thinking there was going to be like big announcements. Um, but but to know that they finally announced this thing that we we all just said. This makes perfect sense. This should be there for launch, and then they, you know we. With two months 
before launch, we didn't hear anything about Gran Turismo. A month and a half before launch, we didn't hear anything about Gran Turismo. And then here we are. And, and what did it get? Like 15 seconds, 25 seconds at CES? You know, like with um, wasn't really – and they didn't talk about anything. They didn't talk about any of the features whatsoever. Um, because of that, yeah, I'd, be, I'd absolutely be willing to say that. I don't know if we're getting two state of plays before the launch of PSVR 2. That would be amazing. Uh, but just I'll take one. I'll take one in a blog post. Right. A blog post would be nice too. Uh, the thing with PSVR, uh, the thing with PSVR one, is that if you look at the launch lineup for PSVR one, so many unknown games, so many games you just never heard of before. You're like, what the hell is Wayward Sky? What's Super Hypercube? What's Thumper? What's the you know? And it's just over and over. It's like these lots and lots of indie games that eventually Headmaster. You know, we all thought it was a soccer game or something for a while. Um, and so it. it a lot of those games were quality, but but they were all unknown games. And looking at the launch lineup for PSVR one, they're at least known games. Uh, games. Some of the games, yeah, are out on other platforms, uh, Quest or PC VR. But 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 we know what they are, and and, they, and a lot of them get great reviews. So that's promising. Uh, and then the hybrid games like Village and Gran Turismo. Those got amazing reviews. We know that those are quality games. So those coming at launch, that's amazing, right? It's just like so. It might be a similar number of titles right now at launch, but I would say the quality uh, and the production values of what we're getting, and it, it's much more of a known quantity this time around. Yeah, there's a lot more money in this uh, launch lineup than there was in the original one, and uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that, that we've got, you know, as ports aside, well, we've got like four or five big budget titles to to kind of sink our teeth into on day one that's that's pretty impressive actually yeah i agree paradise decay with the two quid says take my pounds we'll take your pounds not that i need any more you, you know who else no never mind <laughs> starlight 137 with the five euro says hey guys hey do you prefer cinema oops it just scrolled off the screen sorry do you prefer cinematic or gameplay trailers for new VR games, I think cinematic ones might be better for the casual crowd. Love your work. I, I mean, dude, all we all we did was complain about Behemoth's trailer, right? Like we were like, this looks so exciting, but we have no idea if the gameplay is going to match this, right? We 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 absolutely we absolutely think that they are demonstrating gameplay mechanics that are going to be in the game and give us an idea of like what it'll feel like to play the game man i want to know what it's going to look like to play that game and until we see what it looks like and actually see some gameplay footage i don't know if i can get that excited so i would have said uh, as far as starlight's question is concerned it would have been cool to see like a couple of those cinematic sequences with gameplay mixed in so we were like oh, okay this is what you're doing but this is how it looks in the game oh and this is what you're doing and then this is how it looks in the game uh i, I was it's just hard to get excited when you don't know what the game actually looks like i completely agree with that uh but at the same time i really i really don't mind cinematic uh trailers when they come out like super early like a year before the game launches yeah uh as a kind of a reveal uh, i think it's pretty cool it's kind of the uh tried and true black game method of, of marketing and uh, it doesn't bother me now now obviously if it's a game that's coming out in three months and somebody's dropping a cinematic trailer that's kind of a bogus move but uh yeah i, I agree with the sentiment like it, it's kind of hard to get super excited about anything until you really know what the game is and cinematic trailers typically um you know to varying degrees 
uh, are pretty limited with regards to with you know what you're actually going to be doing in the game yeah i know i'm probably alone on this but i'd rather just not fucking see a trailer or know about a game until you can show me gameplay like if, if behemoth isn't it was a year out when that trailer came out well then it's too early to fucking show me a trailer <laughs> like it's i, I, I don't know what you the know what's missing what's that you know what's missing you know back in the day um you know in the the heyday of playstation ps1 ps2 era we kind of had the gaps filled in by gaming magazines that were giving us steel shots. Yeah. There aren't enough steel shots in marketing anymore. I feel like uh, we should take advantage of some of these digital platforms on the internet and maybe just put some steels out so people can at least get some kind of visual representation of what the game's going to look like in the headset. Yeah, that works for me. Uh, Imaginator with the $5 tip says, rank my day one lineup. Uh, There's a lot of games there. Resident Evil 8, No Man's Sky, Demio, Moss Bundle, Kayak, Switchback. By far the best launch lineup in gaming history for me. Just need Astrobot now. I- I'm with you, man. I am with you. Best, As far as I'm concerned, it's the best launch lineup in gaming history. Launch Launches in general are not terribly good, right? Back in the day, we used to get a Ridge Racer and a Tekken with every PlayStation that came out. Uh, and and that those were the games you could look forward to because you knew those were quality. But like other than that, it was really a kind of a shit show, and, every, and and stuff was all over the map. Um, so yeah, so I'm with you. But six games, uh, you you're not he's not getting Horizon at launch. Uh, so I'm going to say Resident Evil Eight is number one for me. Uh, Switchback is number two. Uh, I'm going to go with if you haven't played Moss yet, then Moss Bundles three. Demio's amazing. Get some friends to play that multiplayer and cancel all your plans for the night. Uh, and then No Man's Sky and then Kayak. I'm, I'm, the only reason I got Kayak so low is because, like, I don't know. I want, like, true multiplayer, and I don't know if that's going to be ready by the time uh, by the time it comes out to P- on PSVR 2. Well, let me start by saying I completely agree with your ranking. I think you nailed it. That That's how I would rank those titles as well. Um and yeah, I agree with what you say about kayak as well. Like it, it's a beautiful experience. Like if you want to be wowed by uh, graphics, or or if you're one of these people who like to put the headset on to relax and chill, it's a very relaxing, chilled environment. Yeah. Uh, most of them, you know, th- there are certain levels that are like turbulencies and thunderstorms and things like that. Obviously, that's not super chill. But uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a great experience. Uh, but I wouldn't. It's not much of a game. It really isn't much of a game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who who was just telling me that? I think it was Austin Tatum. Uh, he was he was streaming it in our Discord server, and uh, and and it looked beautiful. It did. It looked photorealistic. I was like this looks amazing. And he was he was like, yeah, it's fun for about five minutes. Then you're like, oh, this is it. Like <laughs> that's it. I was like, oh, that's disappointing. I played it one time. Went through all the all the levels. Played it one time, and I haven't been back in it since. Yeah, that that tells you everything you need to know. Unfortunately, uh, Jay Brett with the two dollars and twenty two cents says. Point twenty three launch day hype. What's what's point twenty three? What's what I miss? <laughs> Michael Jordan? I don't know. No, it's I, I get you, man. He's just saying he's hot for for launch. We're, we're getting there, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm super hot too. Like I can't wait. I'm trying not to think about the timer. I never look at it. Uh, I'm just trying to stay busy, and I'm hoping that one day I'll, I'll just lift my head up and uh, the box will be on my porch. Or hopefully it's not on my porch. Hopefully they knock on the door or something, man. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping Sony calls and says, 
which address would you like us to send your review unit to? Would you like that to be your post office box or your home address? And I'd be like, home address. Here's everything you need to know about me. Uh, here's here's an interesting question. This came to us uh, on Discord. It's a viewer takeover question. It came from K. Rowe. It says, don't you think that hybrid games will be the exception and not the rule? I can't see Sony giving us hybrid versions of their IPs like The Last of Us, God of War, Horizon, uh, what's G-O-T? Ghost of Tsushima. Sorry, I'm dumb today. Spider-Man, etc. If if we are lucky to get those, then I bet they are built from the ground up for VR like Call of the Mountain. Anyone expecting Spider-Man 2 to be fully playable in VR is going to be disappointed. What do you think? Are hybrid games going to be the exception rather than the rule? Uh, I'd say that, yeah, probably, but I don't think that it, the, the number of hybrids that we get is going to be minuscule. Obviously, I think that with regards to the Sony big budget exclusives, more of them will probably not support VR than do support VR. But uh, I do think we're going to get a sizable number of them, uh, especially as uh, the years roll on and we start to uh, get the games that are, you know, beginning development now and last year. Uh, I, I think it'll become uh, more and more uh, of a prominent thing. And, um, and you know, beyond that, I think a lot is going to have to do with how sales go versus their projections. I think if this thing is a runaway success, they'll, they'll start, you know, uh, producing more of these or even porting uh, existing flat games over with the VR mode as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I do. I would say that technically it would be the exception and not the rule, but probably expect a few more of them than, uh, than most people uh, right now. I, I, I think that, uh, we're we're going to have quite a few of these titles like Gran Turismo and Resident Evil 8 as uh, time rolls on. Yeah. Uh, Delirium in the chat says, uh, Spider-Man VR sounds like a vomit simulator. You don't even know how much I want that. Like, I want that so bad. Um, like, I want my stomach to be upside down playing a game like that. Um, I, I have a hard time when people say Spider-Man just wouldn't work in VR. I say, especially first-person VR, I, I completely disagree. Like, I because... Because there are so many ways to kind of circumvent the issues that would that would come from you know the battle system or whatever like they things could be modified um, you know you get spidey senses right and so like your headset could vibrate and, you just, and then once the spidey sense goes off everything goes into slow motion and then you can like turn and see the enemies and then you can like you know go fight enemies in like kind of slow motion until the battle starts heating up and then I mean there's just a million different ways you could handle that kind of stuff and we've played Windlands. Right, the first time I ever jumped, forget about swung with a grappling hook in Windlands. First time I ever jumped, my stomach like stayed on the ground, and I went up, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" And then I was like, and then I landed, I was like, "That was amazing." That was like the that was a really cool feeling to have in VR. And then you start learning to to grapple around the environment, and you're like, "I am fucking Spider Man!" Like this feels amazing. Um, but I kind of agree with the sentiment, though. Uh, who who left the the question here? It was Cairo. Uh, uh, I, I agree with Cairo's sentiment to an extent. I do think that um, that a lot of Sony first-party things might not be hybrid games. Um, I think that a lot of hybrid games are going to come from third parties. You know, we've we've got games like Dead Island Two coming out, Dead Space, um, Atomic Heart, that new Bioshock game, uh, 
Judas from the original Bioshock developers. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's all these amazing games that you look at and immediately go, why wouldn't this be in VR, right? Like, what's keeping you back from it? And, and obviously the answer is time, right? So many of these developers are just trying to get their game out and, like, meet their deadline. And so I don't think a lot of these are going to get, like, day and date hybrid patches. But I do think that after a few months of being out, like, they're going to be investigating, you know, how much how much work it's going to be to get it on PSVR 2. So, um, yeah. So I think a lot of the hybrid games will come from from third parties, the 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 other part of uh, of Cairo's question though is uh, the thing you have to understand about Call of the Mountain, despite the fact that I'm sure they used a ton of assets from the flat screen Horizon games, is that that game has been in development since like before 2019, right? So it's like it it wasn't like this this quick VR game that they just decided to shit out, you know, to have at the right have ready for launch. Like it took them four years to make this thing, and so. It, it, you you don't get a return on those kind of investments. Uh, and so I, w- I don't see them saying, well, we're just going to make a Spider-Man VR game that's more linear and that, you know, has fewer combat options and that kind of thing. I, I don't see that really happening. So it'd be so expensive. It would be worth their time, I think, to to find a way to make it hybrid, to make, a, make the full-fledged Spider-Man game hybrid and just modify some of the gameplay. Um, that's... In my head, that's how it works from like a business standpoint, but who knows? Sony might have some other plans. Yeah, I've kind of changed my tune on this one a little bit because, you, you know, the combat in Spider-Man is incredibly acrobatic. And uh, initially my thinking was, well, that doesn't work in first person. Now, obviously sign me up for the third person uh, version because it's a, an amazing game on the flat screen. I'm sure it would be equally as amazing if you were immersed in the world. But... You know, on second thought, I think about games I've played like Hellsweeper and Sirento that have you doing incredibly acrobatic things in midair, mm-hmm. and it just slows things down enough for you to get your bearing and make the next move. And when I think about it in that context, if they put a little work into it, they absolutely could pull it off, I think. I think so, too. I definitely think so. That's why that's why it was so difficult, sorry, Sirens on my end, to see Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic Games, uh, talk about Fortnite and be like, oh, Fortnite just couldn't be done in VR because the locomotion is too... And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> no offense to Epic Games or Tim Sweeney, but, like, tell me you don't play VR without telling me you don't play VR. Success. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, Jay Bratt with another $2.22 says, let's try this again. Uh, two twenty-two twenty-three. Ha ha. Hype. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it that time, Jay Brad. Thank Word. you so much. Uh, now let's ride the game feline with the $5 tip. Says, just played through the newish Justin Roiland game, High on Life. And this game would be perfect in VR. It's like Trover, but first person shooter style. Pretty please. Uh, I keep hearing this. Every, ever since the, that first trailer came out for High on Life uh, debuted, everybody's been like, this would be perfect in VR. And then people finally played it. And then they kept saying, this would be perfect in VR. Isn't it an Xbox exclusive right now? Like a PC and Xbox? I think it is. Uh, I think so. I'm not 100% sure because honestly, when they said that they weren't doing a VR version, I kind of tuned out on it a little bit because it it burns my soul that I can't play this in (laughs) VR uh, because I love Trover so much. Uh, I'm sure High on Laughs probably would be even better in VR because of the... uh, you know, the, the genre, it being first-person shooter, it would probably work great in uh, VR and be just as hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I did request a review key hoping that uh, 
they would send me one and I could mod it, but uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't very polite with my request. Oh um, no, so they they didn't they didn't get back to me. <laughs> what I, I I mean I'm not going to be the only one curious about this. How were you not polite in your request <laughs> for a review key? Well, it was a bit tongue in cheek. Uh, it was it was a joke to be honest, but uh, uh, you know I sent in a request and and basically the the tone of the message was fuck you for not making this VR. <laughs> And, uh, and that's not a paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what I said. And I said a bunch of other stuff along those lines. Wow. Uh, but again, I, the way I did it, it was meant to be a joke. And I thought if anyone would get the joke, it would be these guys, right? Well, cause you know, emails, perfect, perfect delivery system for, for jokes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, good to know. You had to be there. Yeah, I guess, I guess. <laughs> Uh, they obviously took it well. Sean Turner with the $5 tip says, hey, guys, uh, would you say hi to my friend Bone? You have a friend named Bone? Is, it, is, that, is that his given name or did you guys name him that? And also, if you gave him that name, I think there's a story there you need to tell us. He is watching the stream with me, his first time to watch the stream. What's up, Bone? How's it going, man? What's up, Bone? Tell us the story. Get in the chat. We need to know. Sean Turner is letting us know that your name's Bone. We need the full story. Yeah, man. Bone the Game Cat. I can see it now. Yeah, give him time. He'll get there. Uh, Bone the Game Cat. Corpse. <laughs> I think everyone just everyone knows just what went through my head. Uh, every, Corporate Zombie with the two quid says, did they have a way to stop... Okay. Did they have a way to stop PSVR 2 yanking out of PS5? Like the cord? Like having the cord come out? Is that what he's... Do you think... Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't ever really notice the cord getting uh, tight or anything. Like, I didn't really notice the cord at all after uh, after I got set up, got through the setup. But with that said, Steve was hovering and he did reposition me in the uh, the, the play space a couple of times. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm not overly concerned about it. The the tether seemed uh, more than long enough for a reasonably sized play space. We have breaking news, Wes. Uh, this is very important for everyone tuning in right now. Sean Turner informs us that Bone, his birth name, his real name, Bone. Wow. Yep. Now, now we need to know. after his dad. Now, now we need to know if Bone has any siblings and what their names might be. Because I feel like this, there's, this is not the end of the Bone story. There's no way it could be. <laughs> so now I just want to go on a go on a five minute spree of uh, making jokes about what his first name might be, but we're we're, we're going to refrain. Welcome, Bone. Thank you for joining us. Sean Turner with the two dollar tip he says his name is Bone. His real name is Bone, and he's cracking up. Good. Well, at least somebody's <laughs> laughing. Um, where where are we, man? Where are we? Okay, I'm, I, I'm I, lost. I guess it's time to get to the uh, the main story. An hour into the show. Uh, I hope, I hope no one was hoping for uh, any any uh, real deep thoughts on this one. But uh, if if you had noticed, I don't even know if this is where I'm supposed to be right now. I don't think it is. Is this where I'm supposed to be? If I turn this off, what happens? Nothing happens. Just everything goes off when I turn that off. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, did, you did you happen to see this news story uh, today, Wes, that, uh, that, that Palmer... <laughs> Palmer Lucky uh, 
not Lucky Palmer, by the way, in case anyone was here to the stream early. <laughs> like sometimes I just throw together a thumbnail and like I put the pieces together and I'm like, oh, you know, I have to rephrase the headline so that the big words are, you know, the important words or I have to rephrase things. And so I just kind of type things without thinking about it. And, and so, yeah, at one point I wrote Lucky Palmer and I spelled it, I spelled it wrong on top of that. Um, and, uh, and so hopefully everyone's good, but, um, but yeah, uh, apparently, uh, Palmer Lucky played PSVR two and he had good things to say about it. Did you see, did you see this? Did you, are you all caught up on, uh, this news? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I did see it. It's basically a write up, uh, of a, a response to a tweet. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, there's a, it's a bit of a, you know, a thread and kind of a mountain of PSVR two marketing built up around it. But uh, yeah, and and I'll tell you why this is significant. It's because of who this guy is. He's this guy is pretty much the father of modern VR. Um, this is a guy who was building VR headsets when he was 16 years old, a real prodigy w with regards to uh, engineering. And if this guy says that it's impressive, I assure you, it is impressive. So the headline reads: uh, PlayStation VR two, Oculus founder blown away by Sony's new headset. This is uh, by Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Uh, the, the tagline says the OG is impressed. Uh, Oculus founder Palmer Lucky has revealed he was blown away by Sony's upcoming PlayStation VR two virtual reality headset. Replying to a tweet from head of PlayStation Indies Shuhei Yoshida, the man Lucky said he had the chance to try the new headset recently and had high expectations for his future. I was blown away when I used the PSVR 2 recently. He said, the first PSVR was arguably the biggest success of the generation, and this version will do even better. Now, as much as I'd love to stop and just and say, you know what, IGN, you covered the news. Let's leave it at that. Good job. You used as few words as possible to get the news story out and into our hands. That's not where Ryan Dinsdale stops. What's wrong with gaming journalism? Like, why couldn't they just say, well, this is the story and leave it at that? You know, like, maybe, maybe say, hey, here, here's a link to, uh, to you know, our freelancer's first impressions that he was able to play. PSVR 2. Wow. What a novel idea, Brian. What a novel idea. But instead... Continues, it says, PlayStation VR 2 will seemingly be a major upgrade over the original headset, not just because it's being released seven years later, but due to the inclusion of brand new VR-specific controllers. The upgrade in tech has naturally created an increase in price, however, uh, as where the original PSVR was the best budget headset on the market, Sony's latest costs a hefty $550, $50 more than the required PlayStation 5 console itself. Uh... I mean, and, and, and not even referencing that, like, compared to other PC VR headsets of the same ilk, that this is a budget headset. Uh, they say go on a Horizon called the Mountain Bundle will also be available at launch February 22nd for another $50. Though users can still buy it separately alongside the other 20-something launch games. Uh, I, I don't even want to keep reading this because it just makes me sad. Um, Wes. It's, it's like these uh, video game journalists that never buy anything else, like... Have we, have we not noticed that everything costs three times as much now right. than it did even two years ago, let alone seven? So okay, now now PSVR two costs fifty more dollars than than PSVR one did, and now it's like some cardinal sin. These guys just crack me up how short sighted they are. Yeah, yeah. It's it, again. I I don't want to. Uh... 
I don't want to sound like a broken record, but iGen doesn't have it doesn't seem like they have a VR team. It doesn't seem like there's anyone on their staff that's really excited about VR and wants to like take the plunge. Uh, and I, and I do think that iGen's going to get left behind if they don't if they don't uh, if they don't fix that soon, right? Because um I don't know. I, I I feel like IGN in a lot of other places. I've said this before. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> I feel like every show, I'm like, oh, I'll just repeat stuff that I've said before. Um, everyone's just hoping VR will go away, and that that's the impression I get from like every major media outlet. They just kind of hope VR will go away because they don't want to cover it, and and they, they're just hoping, oh, this it's a fad. It'll go away. You know, it, it, there's not enough people that are interested. in uh, in it for us to spend a whole lot of money hiring people to cover it exclusively, the people who are in the know. So we're going to get this freelancer guy who has never shown any level of excitement about anything in his entire life. Uh, that sounds like a good guy to cover the, uh, you know, this exclusive PSVR two playtest period. Uh, it just it just kills me, man. It just kills me. But these guys, they they don't they they fear change. I think. Is, is basically the bottom line. If they had their way, they would just live in an endless sea of remakes from games that came out 20 years ago, and that's all they would ever play and and cover. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'd be okay with that, too, as long as they were in VR. <laughs> right. right. So I'm not too far off. I just I just choose my flavor, uh, my, my pizza toppings slightly differently. Um, anyway... Uh, let's get, let's get back to the actual story here. Uh, blown away by Sony's new headset. This is, uh, this, this, like you said, this is a really good sign. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, I wouldn't call this huge news or anything like that, but, but I do think it's, it's, it's very, very promising. Um, people like us can, can talk about VR all day, every day and, and say how excited we are and, you know, compare it to PSVR one quest Two, that all that whole deal. Um, you've got even more, more knowledge on this comparing things to PC VR. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's fine, but our reach is very limited, you know, and, and, and so in, in our, in our credibility is very limited too, right? When, when somebody, if, if some article came out tomorrow and said, Brian Paul said this about PSVR 2, he got to try it. There'd be most people who read that article, sirens on my end. Most people who read that article are going to say, who the fuck is Brian Paul, right? But most people who have heard about VR probably know who Palmer Lucky is. Um, and so somebody like that making claims like this is a, is a very, very good thing for the future of our headset. Yeah, within our bubble, you don't get much higher profile than this guy. This is the expert of experts and again he didn't say much but when you take what he said in context with the whole of what everyone who has played this thing has said it bodes well and i think that uh, uh literally no one or at least almost no one is going to be disappointed uh in a month or five weeks when we uh when we finally get our hands on this thing <laughs> everybody's talking about bone in the chat i just scrolled back ninja sparks online it's like i bet bone would get the post right um sean turner says bone knows all this is <laughs> i think we need to get bone on the show because um bone is bone's the most popular person on the uh on the show tonight everyone loves bone Brian. no objections no objections all right man and without much more to say about this article let's let us over here without parole not drag this news story out any further than it has to uh, i think it's probably time to get to a nice game of PSVR 20 questions. What do you think, Wes? Are you ready to play a game? 
I am ready to play again. Excellent. i got to remember which game I chose, uh, but then I'm going to put some time up on the clock. I've got a PlayStation VR game in my head. Uh, you guys out there and Wes up here have 20 yes or no questions in only six minutes, which seems to be the bigger deals most days, uh, to figure out what game that is. That <laughs> is the case as Valve's next headset. It's called Bone. Love it. I'm just going to rename this this launch the Bonecast Live. Well, that works. The bone works. The bone. Get it? Bone. Ah, bone works. Nice. All right. I'm actually going to bring the game up on the PlayStation Store. Spoilers. The game's on the PlayStation Store. All right. It's a freebie. All right. Here we go. On your mark. Get Des. Go. Uh, is this a good game, Brian? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, is this a first person game? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, does the game support uh, thumbstick movement? No. All right. So we're going to assume that this is moves only. Well, I mean, uh, is there locomotion? No. No locomotion. All right. So. So, so we are we're, we're it's first person moves game presumably that is stationary. Is it a rhythm game? No, that's five. Uh, is it a shooter? Yeah. All right, so a stationary shooter, presumably a wave shooter or a rail shooter. Um, well, let's narrow that down. Is is this a rail shooter? Uh, is there artificial movement on a fixed path? No, um, no. There's no movement, uh, and so if I said that there was of any kind, if it was, if I said it's a rail shooter, it would give you the wrong impression. There's no movement. Predetermined, predetermined locations. I see. Um. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, all right, so we're thinking Crisis Brigade here. How do we narrow this down? Um, hmm. 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 Uh, this game challenging. Uh, would you consider it to be? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's challenging. Can you play with friends? No. Oh, so, well, now, now here's the weird thing. We're like, I'm thinking, did Crisis Brigade support multiplayer on PlayStation? It did elsewhere. Uh, yeah, uh, bo- both of them did, uh, eventually. Okay. Three players on first and two players on second. All right, so, interesting. Um, good thought, Um AJ, does this game involve uh, elements of time travel? No. That's ten questions. So. All right. Uh, so we're, we're looking at a scenario-based shooter here, people. Give me some scenario-based shooters where, you know, you don't move, but you find yourself in different areas. Um, I wouldn't think that it would be. Is it a bullet hell game? Would you consider it a bullet hell game? Not bullet hell, no. Okay, so it's not it's not uh, uh, 
the game that name <laughs> the name just uh escaped me oh oh that that's a good uh good thought there uh cecil um uh, did this game come out during the first two years of uh, PlayStation VR? The first two years, yes. First two years. Okay. Uh, are the enemies uh, red and crystalline? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Ryan, mm. Ryan is, is this game super hot? This game is super hot. <laughs> VR. Well done, Wes. Well nice. done, everybody. I was well done, a, chat. So here's, <laughs> I got to tell you something. Uh, so uh, you can go to PSN profiles, right? Uh, and and you can look people up and see their trophy lists, right? If they're public, then you're good to go. Uh, and so you know, sometimes you know, be, because of what you cover on your channel, Wes, I know that PlayStation VR, you know, occasionally wasn't front and center and so i thought you know i'm always worried that there's games you missed or might not have heard of or something they're few and far between i know right but like if i can go to your trophy list and see that you've played it then i'm like sweet game on right and i did that from i do that for miles and i do that for you uh and then aj i just try to throw the fucking hardest game i can at because you know because fuck aj just kidding love you um the and i and, and, and i've got to ask do you have multiple playstation accounts um because the because the only one I found for you had like ten games and I was like, uh oh. I was like, I don't this is obviously a, a secondary account. Uh and all ten games were PlayStation VR games and I was like, that's this is obviously something different. Uh so I'm gonna have to find out what your primary account is. Because I, I saw ten yeah, games well, that I could pick from. I have I have two um I have two main accounts. Uh one of them was my primary account before i became uh, a content creator mm -hmm. uh, but i do i do have two accounts that i have ps plus active on so like the first probably couple of years well no not even that long it didn't take me that long first year or two uh i played primarily on one account and then uh as i became um you know as i started doing this as i started doing more multiplayer it dawned on me that it's probably not a good thing that my name is my my tag mm. <laughs> so uh, i started the lethal weasel thing that then but yeah I, I have uh i have two main accounts i also have a virtual strangers account that i play on sometimes uh so yeah you're right i do i have multiple uh psn accounts nice here i thought i had this great hack to find out you know and so and so unfortunately since today's show kind of came together at the absolute last minute in case it wasn't obvious um i i yeah, this this one was maybe more of an obvious game than I would have normally chosen. Um, but good job, everybody. But with, yeah. with, but with that said, I will say this. I've never been a, a trophy chaser. Like, I, I could care less about trophies. I don't think I have one platinum. Like, I don't care. Like, it's cool. Like, it's a cool thing to see pop up. Like, yeah. okay, I got a rare trophy. I, I, like, I like when I see that I did something that not a lot of other people did. That's pretty cool. But I don't like set out to do it. Like I don't check what the trophy list says I need to do. I sure. just play the game, and when I get a trophy, it's pretty cool. I mean, I I'm with you. I used to chase trophies like back in the PS3 days. Like the the Beyond community was pretty tight knit, and like we just played crappy games and got all sorts of crazy trophies. Um, but since then, like unless I absolutely love a game, you know, enough to play through it multiple times, um, I don't I don't really care. Not that much. 
So uh, I do I do expect a Platinum Village and Call of the Mountain because I want to play the crap out of those games, and I doubt that there's going to be anything in those games that uh, I'm not willing to do for the Platinum. But other than that, I don't know. We'll see. We. I think I think my my best bet if I'm going to platinum something uh, out of the launch lineup, it'll probably be Switchback because I'm going to play that game and play it. <laughs> I've got the plan, man, because I don't want to burn through it. Like I'm worried I'm going to run through it in one sitting, like as soon as I get it. So I don't think I'm going to play it like that. I think I'm going to play level and then go play Horizon, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to play the same level and take a different path. And then I'm going to go play Village. Then I'm going to come back and we'll do the second level, you know, and I think I'm going to try to digest it slowly, but uh, I'm super excited for Switchback. Yeah. I love Russia Blood so much, and uh, I just can't wait to play that game. I can't wait either. Uh, I do want to say, though, uh, as far as Superhot's concerned, uh, you know, I know some people have said that they want this game on PSVR 2. I totally agree. I want every game that we've got on PSVR 2. But uh, here's something that uh, I don't know if anybody else is talking about. Um I want Super Hot, the flat screen version, also in VR, right? Like Super Hot VR kind of came out when people were scared of making games with full locomotion because they were worried about motion sickness. Uh, but the flat screen version of Super Hot is not the same as this. It, you, it's a first person shooter where you run around, and when you run around, time only moves when you do. It's it, that's more of what's happening in that game than when you move your arms. So I'd kind of like to incorporate these the super hot VR mechanics when you move your arms or you're running around into the overarching gameplay mechanics and be like, oh, now we have a full first-person shooter where any motion you make, including running or walking, uh, you know, move time forward. Uh, I would absolutely love... Um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, Bone, if you're still watching, <laughs> I, if, if you're watching this on your TV or something and you haven't been reading the comments since we first brought your name up, um, go back and rewatch the show from that point and watch the comments because your name, like no one's watching the show anymore. Everyone's just talking about you, Bone, uh, including including my Monday co-host, PSVR Underground. That's AJ with a $2 tip. <laughs> bad to the bone like seriously <laughs> like this is this is the only thing the chat's talking about so uh so well done bone you've taken over the entire show uh and with that i think it's probably time to get out of here guys don't forget to subscribe to uh to, to west dylan and his friends over at virtual strangers don't forget that this hopefully sunday will be uh their end of the year show uh and hopefully you and I will find time, Wes, to, to record a PSVR segment. Uh, we'll see. We're playing it all by ear. We'll see what happens. You know, you've got a tight schedule. We'll get it done. I'll be around. Um, also, uh, I know that if you guys are familiar with Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry, he, uh, he does. Uh, he has a channel called Geekful Things, uh, and I've agreed to be on his show. Uh, I know we're doing it tomorrow. Um, I, I don't. I don't know the time exactly, but if you're not if you're not familiar, make sure you uh, go check out Geekful Things on YouTube, and hopefully, uh, you can hang out during our, during that stream tomorrow. Um, want to give a shout out to oh, Sean Turner is back with the $5 tip says bad to the bone. He's reading all of the comments in my wife is mad at me saying I derailed the show. <laughs> I, Sean, let your wife know that. And I'm sure you know this already, that this is how every show works. If it's not bone, it's something else. Uh, guys, all the, all the, uh, moderators make that make my life so much easier. Thank, make sure you give a shout out to all of those guys. Uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, they make my life easy, not just here, but over on discord. And if you don't already, uh, if you're not already signed up to our discord server, make sure you do click the link in the description below. Um, 
that's where we hang out and we have these kind of conversations 24 seven. It's a really good time. Um, cool. So, uh, hey, cool. thanks everybody. Tip. Thanks everybody. Support us on patreon.com slash without pro games. Thanks everybody who helped out during 20 questions. Thanks everybody who, uh, you know, made a bone joke tonight. And thanks to everybody who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there too. And we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. I feel like we should just sit here and read all the bone comments. <laughs> yeah, I've got ever, ever since uh, the initial comment revealed bone to us, <laughs> I've had that uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> song stuck in my head from our from our youth. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is, I don't know any of the words, so it's just the the chorus line over and over <laughs> and over again. So uh, thank you, Sean Turner. Thank you, Bone, for uh, ruining my next week. Super Nintendo Chalmers with the five dollar tip says, "Can one of you?" to stream after this keep it going i don't i don't know if that's possible i think we both have a lot of work on our uh on our plate uh thank you very much though for super nintendo chalmers uh so this is this is dumb um i picture everyone as cartoon characters before i meet them i just kind of like have a drawing of everybody in my head uh unfortunately but i do remember the comic book bone from like the 90s do you remember that like little black and white character that's odd because i don't I, I was heavily into collecting comics but uh, i'm drawing a blank here yeah it, it was an indie book i think image picked it up eventually um but but yeah it was uh i don't know maybe maybe i don't even remember maybe my brain's failing me maybe somebody in the chat can help me out make me feel better but that's who i'm picturing that's who i'm picturing uh so i apologize bone for picturing you as a little silly comic book character let's get out of here man (laughs) good night everybody we love you later